welcome back to Scriptures with Mom and Terry. I'm Linda Weiniger, the mom, and we are going to be reading Doctrine and Covenants, section 94 to 97. And one of the things that, one of the stories I remember um, that, that Don't Miss This podcast shared said that this, between these sections is when um, one of the one of the stories of the pioneers where the little girl saves the pages of the Doctrine and Covenants from getting um, stolen or burned and or both and um, she's able to to rescue them and so I thought that was kind of cool that that was between this time frame um, and you'll have to look it up as to where it is because I can't remember and I don't have time to look it up right now. So um, we're going to just get right into it. Okay, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August 2nd, 1833. Hiram Smith, Reynolds Cahoon, and Jared Carter are appointed as a church building committee. One to nine, the Lord gives a commandment relative to the erection of a house for the work of the priest of the presidency 10 to 12 a printing house is to be built oh my favorite 13 to 17 certain inheritances are assigned okay number one and again verily i say unto you my friends a commandment i give unto you that ye shall commence a work of laying out and preparing a beginning and foundation of the city of the stake of zion here in the land of kirtland beginning at my house and behold so so he's talking about a temple and behold, it must be done according to the pattern, which I have given unto you and let the first lot on the South be constructed unto me for the building of the house, for the presidency, for the work of the presidency in obtaining revelations and for the work of the ministry of the presidency in all things pertaining to the church and kingdom. So where do we get revelations in what, in what house? The house of the Lord. And so he is asking them to build a temple. Verily I say unto you that it shall be built 55 by 65 feet in the width thereof and in the length thereof in the inner court. And there shall be a lower court and a higher court according to the pattern which shall be given unto you hereafter. And it shall be dedicated unto the Lord from the foundation thereof according to the order of the priesthood, according to the pattern which shall be given unto you hereafter. And it shall be wholly dedicated unto the Lord for the work of the presidency. And ye shall not suffer any unclean thing to come in unto it. And my glory shall be there and my presence shall be there. But if there shall come into into it any unclean thing, my glory shall not be there, and my presence shall not come on into it. And again, verily I say unto you, the second lot on the south shall be dedicated unto me for the building of the house, for the building of a house unto me for the work of the printing of the translation of my scriptures and all things whatsoever I shall command you. Um, this would be my favorite house to build here. <laughs> not saying I wouldn't want to help build the temple, but this would be the other fun house that I would get to build because printing. I love it. Maybe that's why I want to own a copy shop. Oh, excuse me. And it shall be 55 by 65 feet in width thereof and the length thereof in the inner court. And there shall be a lower and a higher court. And this house shall be wholly dedicated unto the Lord from the foundation thereof for the work of the printing in all things whatsoever I shall command you. 
to be wholly undefiled according to the pattern in all things as it shall be given unto you. And on the third lot shall my servant Hiram Smith receive his inheritance. And on the first and second lots on the north shall my servants Reynolds Cahoon and Jared Carter receive their inheritances, that they may do the work which I have appointed unto them to be a committee to build mine house or mine houses according to the commandment which I, the Lord God, have given unto you. These two houses are not to be built until I give unto you a commandment concerning them. And now I give unto you no more at this time. Amen. Okay, so I do remember that in section 88, um, the Lord was commanding them to build a temple in independence and, and, and in Kirtland is this one. And we remember that in independence, I guess because they didn't build the temple so quickly then, <laughs> um, it's no longer just the the churches, I guess. And I mean, I don't know what happened with all the lots and things. Um, I went into detail on a separate podcast, but um, on on this one is the Kirtland Temple that they're um that the Lord is is telling them to build here in in Kirtland. Okay, so we're going to see what what else he has to say. Number 95, section 95. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, June 1st, 1833. This revelation is a continuation of divine directions to build a house for worship and instruction, the house of the Lord. Um, so yeah, this was section, this was the, it says C section 88. So one to six saints are chastened for their failure to build the house of the Lord. Oof. Seven to 10, the Lord desires to use his house to endow his people with power from on high. 11 to 17, the house is to be dedicated as a place of worship and for the school of the apostles. Okay, verily thus saith the Lord unto you whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven. For with the chastisement I prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation, and I have loved you. So the Lord is pretty much a little bit sad that they didn't build the temple that he was asking them to build in independence um, because he was trying to do it for a blessing to them, right? Because we know the sacrifices that come, um, when we try to go to the temple, but then the blessings that come after are even better. And he, and the saints were going through really hard times then, and therefore they needed to be able to focus on what the Lord was asking them to do so that they could, receive those blessings that he was totally ready to pour upon them. But then because they didn't, then the Lord couldn't bless them the same way. And it saddened the Lord, but he wanted to let them know like, hey, I loved you and I was telling you to do this, but now I have to talk to you and give you a lecture. (laughs) So he says, so wherefore you must needs be chastened chastened and stand rebuked before my face for ye have sinned against me a very grievous sin in that 
Ye have not considered the great commandment in all things that I have given unto you concerning the building of mine house, for the preparation wherewith I designed to prepare mine apostles to prune my vineyard for the last time, that I may bring to pass my strange act, that I may pour out my spirit upon all flesh. <laughs> it's funny. Um, if you've gone through the temple, you probably think that what we do there is a strange act. But after you've gone so many times, it seems so normal and not strange at all. So if it seems strange at first, that's okay. <laughs> but just know that it does get, it does become more normal. And, and then it, and then you don't see it as strange anymore. And you see the, the beauty behind it. But behold, number five, but behold, verily I say unto you that there are many who have been ordained among you whom I have called, but few of them are chosen. And they are they who are not chosen have sinned a very grievous sin in that they are walking in darkness at noonday. And for this cause I gave unto you a commandment that you should call your solemn assembly, that your fastings and your mourning might come up into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth, or Sabaoth, which is by interpretation the creator of the first day, the beginning and the end. And remember the definition of Sabaoth is oh, now I can't remember what it was it was like leader of uh angel armies yeah the or angel armies is Sabaoth and so the lord of the angel armies remember that so yea verily in the number eight verily I yea verily I say unto you I gave unto you a commandment that you should build a in the witch house I designed to endow those whom I have chosen with power from on high. <laughs> He's like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do this. I told you that you could be blessed from heaven. <clears throat> but see, the pioneers, they didn't know the blessings that came from attending the temple because the only things that they learned from the temple was from like the Old Testament and or the you know, the Bible and they didn't have, they don't, they don't have the knowledge of having attended a temple and knowing the blessings that come from that. And they don't know the blessings that come from holding a temple recommend even. And so it's, you know, obviously we can't judge our ancestors here. And, and I say are because, you know, I'm adopted into the family here. (laughs) Um, because I mean, obviously my pioneer ancestry comes from a different part of the country or a different part of the world, but my ancestors are pioneers nonetheless. Um, and yeah, so the, so it's hard for us to, to know exactly what they were thinking but if you think about all the things that they were enduring, like persecution and persecution from people outside the church, but also people from inside the church, you know, where people were turning against Joseph Smith and turning against their leaders and things like, you know, just, and so when the Lord's like, hey, build a temple, they're like, I don't, I don't, I cannot do one more thing, you know, like I can't add another thing to my plate. And so instead of seeing it as like, oh, if we just drop everything and do this, we're going to be blessed. Like, obviously that's what the Lord was trying to tell them, but they didn't understand that. They were, you know, busy trying to move their whole, their whole houses because they were being burned down and 
anyway, so, you know, it's, it would be hard to explain it unless you were, unless you'd already been in the temple, you know, and like, not being able to go in the temple this past year has affected me in so many ways that I didn't even think. And even now, I can't go to the temple every day like I wanted. And I have to be super patient with the system that the Lord has us humans um, rolling out here with the whole appointment schedule. And I have to be patient with the fact that he's working with imperfect people (laughs) to accomplish his work here on the earth. And there's, you know, to me, I'm like, there's empty spaces in the temple and I can't, and I don't like that. And just thinking that the temple is empty at any point in time makes me sad. And and then I can't even go when it is empty. Because you can only make an appointment for one temple ordinance at a time. And once you go, that's when it finally takes that ordinance off your list. And then you can go back and then... Um, make another appointment but by the time you do that then you can't like it's I just wish I could set up all my appointments at once in the month you know but anyway I know the Lord has a plan and he's providing blessings in other ways but anyway so these poor saints didn't know what they had the opportunity to receive and so I don't want to be too hard on him when I think about why they didn't build a temple. <laughs> um, anyways, okay, so it says, For this is the promise of the Father unto you. Therefore, I command you to tarry even as mine apostles at Jerusalem. Number 10, Nevertheless, my servants sinned a very grievous sin, and contentions arose in the school of the prophets, which was very grievous unto me, saith your Lord. Therefore, I sent them forth to be ch- chastened and it's true I remember that I would take um, I would invite sisters to go to the temple a lot when I was Relief Society president and and it seemed like everything was awesome and I remember the feeling I had when we had a lot of sisters in the temple and uh, several of them had you know issues with each other but in the temple it was like so different and so amazing the spirit that we could feel there together and like it seemed like all the contentions would go away the same thing with the young women because they always had like you know fighting and not like fighting fighting but the young women would you know they get caught up in all the school stuff but when they could focus on the temple and our temple Tuesdays, I could see how the world, worldly cares would just roll off of them and they would just be so happy and they would just shine light. And then, and then after um, I was released, 
um, I, I didn't feel comfortable taking young women to the temple anymore. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't seem right. And then the whole like too deep leadership. Anyway, I couldn't get two people to come with me and to go to the temple. So I, I couldn't do the temple, t- uh, temple Tuesdays with my young women anymore. And I could see how, how much they needed the temple and the blessings that came from it and it's hard to tell parents like to make your make make the youth go to the temple make them go (laughs) but anyway wow I can't cry right now because I'm already sick so it just like triples the congestion that I have (laughs) okay I'm gonna pause for a minute Okay, I'm back. (laughs) Number 11. Barely I say unto you, it is my will that you should build a house. If you keep my commandments, you shall have power to build it. (laughs) Right? Like, he's just like, remember Nephi? But nobody can really remember Nephi because Book Mormon's just being, coming out, you know? If you build it, they will come. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Nephi. (laughs) Nephi built it. And his family came, even though Laman and Lemuel didn't really want to help at the beginning, right? But that's what the, he, that's what the Lord's saying, though. <laughs> Just build the temple. I promise I'll help you build it. But how many times do we do that, right? Where we are like, you want me to do what? And then we don't know how the Lord's going to help us, but he always comes through for us. Um, I know it's happened with every calling that I've ever had, so... I don't know why he wouldn't want to help me with future things, right? Okay, number 12. If you keep not my commandments, the love of the Father shall not continue with you. Therefore, you shall walk in darkness. And, you know, I think the darkness means that we won't have that ability to push away the the adversary and push away... Um, those feelings of despair and especially those because how they were being treated it just seems like it would have been so much better if they built a house if they would have built a temple right again i only the lord knows right so now here is wisdom he says in verse 13 and the mind of the lord let the house be built not after the manner of the world for i give not unto you that ye shall live after the manner of the world Therefore, let it be built after the manner which I shall show you, show unto, which I shall show unto three of you, whom ye shall appoint and ordain unto this power. So he's saying, okay, I want you to build this this temple, and I'm only going to give the plans to three of you. Um, and so those people are going to have to get real serious. Those are the contractors, right? Um, did I say, I shall show unto th- to three of you whom ye shall appoint and ordain unto this power. Yep. Okay, 15. And the size thereof shall be 50 and 50. Wait. And the size thereof shall be 50 and 5 feet in width, and let it be 65 feet in length in the inner court thereof. And let the lower part of the inner court be dedicated unto me for your sacrament offering and for your preaching and your fasting and your praying and the offering up of your, your most holy desires unto me, saith your Lord. 
And let the higher part of the inner court be dedicated unto me for the school of mine apostles, saith son Amon, or in other words, Alphas, or in other words, Omegas, even Jesus Christ, your Lord. Amen. Okay, number 96, revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet showing the order of the city or stake of Zion at Kirtland, Ohio, June 4th, 1833, as an example to the saints in Kirtland. The occasion was a conference of high priests, and the chief subject of consideration was the disposal of certain lands known as French Farm, possessed by the church near Kirtland, since the conference could not agree with, wait, agree who should take charge of the farm, all agreed to inquire of the Lord concerning the matter. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I meant to say that I love that Hiram Smith, there's a, in the Joseph Smith papers, Hiram Smith, um, after they received the revelation of building the temple, um, he went out like four days later and started digging the grounds for the temple. I just love that. He was just so gung-ho about it. You know, he probably had to uh, make sure his house was in order and then went out and got maybe some supplies, but just was digging with his bare hands, you know, and... I just love his enthusiasm. Like, when the Lord commanded him, he just did it. And sometimes we think we have to do it right away, right? For the for the Lord to accept it. Sometimes it might take four days. And sometimes it might take four years. But what matters is that we do it. Um, the sooner the better, obviously. Nobody needs to take four years to do anything, but... But as we get those promptings, as we get that revelation from the Lord, to act on it immediately because it's like when kids get excited about stuff, you know, you want to you wanna take advantage of it because that's when they're excited about it and they're thinking about it, right? If we take forever to getting around to it and helping them figure things out, it's not as cool. And... So, yeah, I think the Lord, when he gets excited about something, he wants to share it with us, and we get excited about him about it with him, then he's, like, it's just so perfect. It's just awesome. And he blesses us so much more for that effort um, than if we had delayed and waited and waited and waited and waited. Because by that time, it's like, what? You know, I gave you that commandment, like, a long time ago, but I mean, I guess, you know, Sure, I'll I'll help you. You know, like, I don't know. I don't think that's what the Lord says. But that's like what I always say as a parent. And so, anyway, um, I, I really love that. And so I wanted to make sure I shared that. Um, okay, so we're in section 96 now. Um, one, the Kirtland stake of Zion is to be made strong, two to five. The bishop is divided is to divide the inheritances for the saints, six to nine. John Johnson is to be the member of the United Order. Behold, I say unto you, here is wisdom, whereby ye may know how to act concerning this matter, for it is expedient in me that this stake that I have set 
set for the strength of Zion should be made strong. Therefore, let my servant Nolke Whitney take charge of the of the place which is named among you upon which I design to build mine holy house. And again, let it be divided into lots according to the wisdom for the benefit of those who seek inheritances as it shall be determined in the council among you. Therefore, take heed that ye see to this matter and that portion that is necessary to benefit mine order for the purpose of bringing forth mine word to the children of men. For behold, verily I say unto you, this is the most expedient in me that my word should go forth unto the children of men for the purpose of subduing the hearts of the children of men for you are good, even so, amen. And again, verily I say unto you, it is wisdom and expedient in me that my servant John Johnson, whose offering I have accepted and whose prayers I have heard, unto whom I give a promise of eternal life, inasmuch as he keepeth my commandments from henceforth. I love this. Um, I love that the Lord can just promise that, you know. Um, yesterday, fast was so cute. <laughs> We were reading in Alma chapter 5, and it was talking about, or it was saying something about the people who keep the commandments can sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets. And Faust was... so excited about this. He said, Mom, is that true? His excitement about this, I was just like, so floored. Because he's seven. And we're trying to read the Book of Mormon before his birthday. But we have to read like 10 pages a day. So that's like super overwhelming. But he's trying so hard. And I love his dedication. But he was like, is this true? Do we get to sit with them? And I said, yeah, yeah, if we can keep the commandments, we can sit with them. That's awesome, he said. And then he kept reading it and it said, all the prophets and all the prophets. And he says, mom, and all the prophets? That's so cool. And he was just so excited about it. It was so contagious. I was like, you know, I've heard that phrase so many times in the scriptures and even in the temple. And I don't think I got that excited about it. (laughs) But when Faust got excited about it, I was like, oh yeah, it really is going to be that awesome. I'm, I'm more excited just to be able to sit with Faust. And my family at the table... It'll be a bonus to have, of course, the apostles there and the prophets. But to see his excitement about sitting with those prophets that he's learning about just made me really grateful for a warrior son like him. Our youth that we have are tremendous. They are such strong spirits, and they're so prepared. They're so prepared to share the message of the Savior, and and they're going to get people excited about it. 
in ways that, that we can't even imagine. And they will definitely, they are, they are definitely ready for the Savior to come. I love learning scriptures and reading scriptures with the kids. They teach me so much. So when the Lord promises his servant, John Johnson, that he can have eternal life, I know that he promises that to each one of us, especially especially you, Faust. And if we mess up, it's okay, because the Lord is there, ready to help us. Because he's already suffered for, for our mistakes, for our shortcomings, for our, for our sins. Because remember, it's not a sin to have a weakness. Okay, now I have to pause again. Okay, we're back. <clears throat> for he dis- number seven, for he is a descendant of Joseph and a partaker of the blessings of the promises of the promise made unto his fathers. Verily I say unto you, it is expedient in me that he should become a member of the order, that he may assist in bringing forth my word unto the children of men. Therefore, ye shall ordain him unto this blessing, and he shall seek diligently to take away encumbrances that are upon the house named among you, that he may dwell therein. Even so, amen. Number 97, section 97, revelation given through Joseph Smith, the prophet at Curlin, Ohio, Ohio, August 2nd, 1833. This revelation deals particularly, particularly with the affairs of the saints in Zion, Jackson County, Missouri, in response to the prophet's inquiry of the Lord for information. Members of the church in Missouri were at this time subject to severe persecution on July 23rd, 1833, had been forced to sign an agreement to leave Jackson County. One to two, many of the saints in Zion, Jackson County, Missouri, are blessed for their faithfulness. Three to five, Parley P. Pratt is commanded or commended for his labors in the school of, in Zion. Six to nine, those who observe their covenants are accepted by the Lord. Ten to seventeen, a house is to be built in Zion in which the pure in heart will see God. 18 to 21, Zion is the pure in heart. 22 to 28, Zion will escape the Lord's scourge if she is faithful. Verily I say unto you, my friends, I speak unto you with my voice, even the voice of my spirit, that I may show unto you my will concerning your brethren in the land of Zion, many of whom are truly humble and are seeking diligently to learn wisdom and to find truth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, blessed are such, for for they shall obtain, for I, the Lord, show mercy unto all the meek and upon whomsoever I will, that I may be justified when I shall bring them unto judgment. Behold, I say unto you concerning the school in Zion, I, the Lord, am well pleased that there should be a school in Zion, and also with my servant Parley P. Pratt, for he abideth in me. And inasmuch as he continueth to abide in me, he shall continue to preside over the school in the land of Zion, until I shall give unto him other commandments. And I will bless him with a multiplicity of blessings in expounding all scriptures and mysteries to the edification of the school and of the church in Zion. Okay, 
I feel like that blessing could be for anybody that he will bless us with a multiplicity of blessings when in expounding all scriptures and mysteries in edification. So when when we strive to keep the commandments and we strive to connect with Christ and we are, you know, learning his word and receiving that light upon light and line upon line, he's going to continue to bless us and continue to help us expound scriptures. And then we will know the mysteries. He's promised us that. And number six, and to the residue of the school, I, the Lord, am willing to show mercy. Nevertheless, there are those that must needs be chastened, and their works shall be made known. The axe is laid at the root of the trees, and every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Ooh, that's You see that picture right there? It's like if we don't produce that good fruit, the axe is already there. Seems a little harsh, I know, especially coming from the Lord. He's really merciful, but he's trying to help, you know, like help us know how urgent all this is. And so we need to bring forth good fruit or we will be hewn down. We need to be actively working towards coming unto him not being idle because and being distracted by the adversary because he's coming soon and and he's only trying to rush us for us because we're the ones who are going to suffer later our own our own suffering you know because we're the ones that are hardest on ourselves and so he's just trying to help us rush it's like it's like you hear, it's like, okay, maybe this analogy will be good for kids. It's like you he, the parents hear the ice cream truck, but the kids have never heard an ice cream truck before. And the parents are trying to hurry the kids up. Well, at least I would. Because <laughs> ice cream trucks are the best. And, they <laughs> and I love food trucks. Maybe this is where I love food trucks. Maybe this is where I love my love for food trucks comes from, from ice cream trucks. Any, I've always had good experiences with ice cream trucks. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I, as a parent, am now trying to convince my child who has never experienced an ice cream truck ever before. Let's pretend um, because now there's Kona Ice and of course they've experienced this. But if he had never experienced an ice cream truck before. So... I know the signs of the times of an ice cream truck because there's that music. So you know that as soon as you hear that music coming up your street, you're like, that's an ice cream truck. And you like rush to prepare yourself to get out there so that when you, the ice cream truck is there, you will be ready with, and you don't want to be like last in line because then who knows, they might run out. So you want to be like first in line. So you're like rushing all over the house trying to find cash because nobody has cash. (laughs) And this ice cream truck only accepts cash. No Venmo. (laughs) I know, he's definitely an old school ice cream truck. Anyway, and so you're trying to rush your child at the same time, like trying to tell them like, hey, guess what? The ice cream truck is coming. And they're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, do you hear that music? 
and they're probably like, I can't hear anything, you know? And you're like, I swear he's coming. You need to prepare yourself. Go get your money. Go get your coins from your piggy bank. I'm going to go get my coins from my piggy bank. And then we'll meet up at the front of the house. You know, this, these are pretend instructions we're giving. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Finn and Faust would both be rushing. Because <laughs> they trust me when it comes to ice cream and food trucks. But pretend that somebody did not know what that was. Anyway, so this is like the Lord. He's trying to rush us. He's like, hurry up, I'm coming. (laughs) And we don't really get it because we're like, are you sure you're coming? And he's like, see the signs that I'm sending you? And we're like, I mean, isn't that just mother nature? Or isn't that just political stuff? That was just because of so-and-so. You know, we don't really sense that the times are here yet. Because we don't associate that kind of stuff with the Lord coming for some reason. I don't know why people don't associate that. And so he's trying to he's trying to just rush us because he's coming. And then, of course, when the ice cream truck shows up and you didn't get out there, who is hating life? The ice cream guy is fine. He's getting money. He's getting paid. He's got like every child in the neighborhood but you. And and you're just mad that your child's still like dilly-dallying. Who knows what they chose to do? Maybe they were like, oh, I need to go potty. Or, you know, maybe they decided to draw a picture. Or maybe they decided to play with something. Or they wanted to stay and play video games. No, I don't want the ice cream. But then, of course, as soon as they see every child out there plus the ice cream truck there, then they finally get it like, what, mom, why didn't you tell me it was the ice cream truck? And you're like, what the, I did tell you it was the ice cream truck. (laughs) Anyways, I really like this ice cream truck analogy for the second coming. I think I'm gonna have to use that one for sure. Anyway, um, I'm going to keep going so that floor doesn't wake up because I'm trying to be like super quiet and super animated. But that's what the second coming is like. The Lord's trying to hurry us up and we are dilly-dallying because we don't understand the gloriousness of what's going to happen when he comes. And we're going to miss out on the ice cream. You know what I mean? And and some people are going to be like, that's fine. I didn't want ice cream anyway. And those people are not going to be me, okay? I'm going to be missing out. I'm going to be wishing that I had gotten myself together with my coins and gotten myself out there with my whole family so that all of us could get ice cream because I know that especially Finn and Faust would want that. So anyway, um, number (laughs) section 97 verse 8. Verily I say unto you, all among them who know their hearts are honest and are broken and their spirits contrite and are willing to observe their covenants by sacrifice, yea, every sacrifice which I the Lord shall command, they are accepted of me. I love that. For I the Lord will cause them to bring forth as a very fruit tree, fruitful tree, which is planted in goodly land, in a goodly land by a pure stream that yieldeth much precious fruit. Verily I say unto you that it is my will that the that a house should be built unto me in the land of Zion, like unto the pattern which I have given you. Yet, yea, let it be built speedily by the tithing of my people. Behold, 
This is the tithing and the sacrifice which I, the Lord, require at their hands, that there may be a house built unto me for the salvation of Zion, for a place of thanksgiving for all saints, and for a place of instruction for all those who are called to the work of the ministry in all their several callings and offices, that they may be perfected in the understanding their ministry in theory, in principle, and in doctrine, in all things pertaining to the kingdom of God on the earth, the keys of which kingdom have been conferred upon you. And inasmuch as my people build a house unto me in the name of the Lord, and do not suffer any unclean thing to come in into it, that it be not defiled, my glory shall rest upon it. Yea, and my presence shall be there, for I will come into it, and all the pure in heart that shall come into it shall see God. I love those promises about the temple. It's so bad reading scriptures when you're sick. You can't see and you can't breathe. All the congestion is worse. But if it be defiled, I will not come in into it. And my glory shall not be there, for I will not come into unholy temples. And this can be applied also to our bodies, right? Because he says that our body is a temple and it houses our our spirit. And we can take care of our bodies and and make sure that our spirit can dwell there peacefully. And now, behold, if Zion do these things, she shall prosper and spread herself and become very glorious, very great, and very terrible. <laughs> do you describe yourself as glorious, great, and terrible? I do. <laughs> I am glorious um, because I come from God. And I'm great because I try and strive to do great things for the Lord. And I'm terrible because Satan does not like me. <laughs> and he thinks I'm terrible because I'm doing such good, awesome stuff for the Lord. Right? Isn't that what it is? And the nations of the earth shall honor her and shall say, surely Zion is the city of our God and surely Zion cannot fall. Neither be moved out of her place for God is there and the hand of the Lord is there. And he hath sworn by the power of his might to be her salvation and her high power, or her high tower. Therefore, verily thus saith the Lord, let Zion rejoice, for this is Zion, the pure in heart. Therefore, let Zion rejoice while all the wicked shall mourn. For behold and lo, vengeance cometh speedily upon the ungodly as the whirlwind, and who shall escape it? The Lord's scourge shall pass over by night and by day, and the report thereof shall vex all people. Yea, it shall not be stayed until the Lord come. For the indignation of the Lord is kindled against their abominations and all their wicked works. Nevertheless, Zion shall escape if she observe to do all things whatsoever I have commanded her. But if she observe not to do whatsoever I have commanded her, I will visit her according to all her works with sore affliction, with pestilence, with plague, with sword, with vengeance, with devouring fire. Nevertheless, let it be read this once to her ears that I, the Lord, have accepted of her offering. And if she sin no more, none of these things shall come upon her. And I will bless her with blessings and multiply a, multiplic a multiplicity of blessings upon her and upon her generations forever and ever, saith the Lord your God. Amen. Amazing blessings. Amazing 
blessings. Go to the temple, okay? That's that's the whole gist of everything right there. And if you do, you'll be blessed. And if you do, you'll know that that's my favorite place to be. I love you, and until next week. <laughs>